Hello, this is Kerry Meldon. I'm here on a, another episode of Meldon Law and Friends, sitting in for my father, Jeffrey Meldon, who just got back from uh, Miami over the weekend visiting my nephew, his grandson, and having a great time watching the Miami Dolphins uh, win. So, uh, Dad, I hope you had a good time and uh, look forward to you coming back on the show and helping to uh, uh, interview all of our wonderful guests, which we have another great guest today. Uh, we'll talk about in a few minutes. But before we do so, I want to get into the announcements, upcoming giveaways, uh, and our events. So uh, first of all, uh, the Tom Petty Nation official Petty, Petty Fan Club formally announces the celebration of Tom Petty Weekend for 2023. The kickoff starts Friday, October 20th until October 22nd, and it's located at the Hartwood Sound, Soundstage near downtown Gainesville. There will be three nights of great live music and storytelling with attendees from all over the Grove. We are giving away four weekend passes to the Tom Petty Festival. To, to, go to, to get these free passes, go to our website, meldonlaw.com. That's meldonlaw, M-E-L-D-O-N-L-A-W.com, and you can enter to win, and we hope to see you there. Uh, there's also, next weekend, a walk to end Alzheimer's. Uh, my father, Jeffrey, and his wife, Patricia, are co-chairing the executive committee for the Walk to End Alzheimer's event, which is going to be on October 21st, 2023. The event is going to be held at Trinity Methodist Church in Gainesville, and the registration starts at 9 a.m. The ceremony will be, be taking place at 10 a.m. with the walk itself to immediately follow. This year, the Alzheimer Association's goal is to raise $140,000. For more information on this incredible event, please visit act.alz.org. That's act.alz.org. And be sure to keep an eye out on our Facebook page at Meldon Law as we will be posting updates to the fundraising progress as we get closer to the event date. There is uh, also a Battle at the Breach for Aubrey Hope uh, event that's coming up. Uh, Family Traditions Constructions has partnered with Phoenix Fitness and other local businesses to bring this special event in honor of little Aubrey Hope. Uh, Aubrey Hope is a young child battling a rare life-threatening cancer for a second time, and we are focused on helping her family during this uh, very challenging time. Their annual Battle at the Beach Weightlifting competition will be held at Eaton's Beach in Weirsdale, Florida on October 21st, and it will benefit Team Aubrey Hope. Uh, they invite all the public to come cheer on the contestants and to bid on raffles to win great prizes. Uh, we at Meldon Law, for example, are going to be donating a family four-pack for the Gators Seminoles game that occurs back on, uh, is going to occur on November 25th. So head on to Eaton's Beach to win some prizes and support this great cause for little uh, Aubrey Hope. International Food and Music Festival is also happening October 21st. So all of these are coming up this weekend, it sounds like, gosh. Uh, Heritage Park is hosting the International Food and Music Festival. Admission is free, so come on down and take a local tour around the world uh, through downtown Williston and experience food and music from various countries. It's from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. this Saturday at Heritage Park in Williston, Florida. And uh, finally, there is one event the following week in Wildwood, Florida, Florida, 
which is the Kids in Positive Places Trunk or Treat Fundraiser event. And it's going to be held at Dr. Excuse me, it will be held at Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Park, uh, once again in Wildwood, and it's near the Villages on October 28th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. They're going to have games, music, face painting uh, by some of the kids in the program, food, and lots of candy to give out to the children in hopes of raising, raising awareness and support for kids in positive places. This program is about emp empowering and supporting youth in our community to make positive life choices to reach full potential. That seems very broad, but all very good. Uh, so come on out, bring the whole family, and we will look forward to seeing you there. Uh, so before we go uh, forward with our interview, just uh, to remind the listeners out there at Meldon Law, we help everyone in the North Central Florida community that's been injured as a result of a serious accident. Consultations are absolutely free, and you can come into our office and meet with us in person. We are local, and we have offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. So uh, the next guest that we're going to have on the show after the break, Hawk Forbes, owner of Forbes Funeral Home. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melden Log, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to carry allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melden Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melden fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melden Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Melden Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. <gasps> you again. Melden Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody, Somebody else us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go again. Okay, welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. This is our podcast. We started during COVID, and uh, we have been producing it every week. Um, 
and we've had incredible guests uh, that have been able to come up from uh, North Central Florida, all parts of North Central Florida, and talk about uh, what they do with the community, what they do with their businesses, uh, a little bit about their background, about who they are. And uh, we're really happy to have uh, another incredible guest today. Uh, without further ado, I'll, I'll introduce uh, our next guest, Hawk Forbes, owner of Forbes Funeral Home. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Hawk, th welcome to the show. Glad to be here. All Appreciate right. Appreciate y'all taking yes. the time out to have me. Absolutely. We, we love having you here, even though you're surrounded by gator um, helmets here. I but... thought I would uh, <laughs> start the pot a little bit this, well, this afternoon. Just so the, the, the listeners out there, we're at Steve Spurrier's um, Restaurants, the podcast room. It's a pretty incredible restaurant. No, it, it really is. I, I haven't know. been here before. And that's, uh... Well, that's worth the drive itself. It's yeah. got, they got a, um, a, uh, a museum over there. And, and actually, Spurrier and Bobby Bowden became tight friends that's right. towards the end of Bobby that's Bowden's right. life. Mm -hmm. And they, although they competed, they had a lot of respect for each other. I did. So there, I think Bobby would have been proud of Steve of, of opening this homage, Absolutely. this place. So yeah, two, two all-time greats for sure. So if we see Steve walking by, we may have to wave him down and yeah. you know, show, you can show him your shirt, see what he That'd has to good. say. He'll pop in and, and make a comment. Cool. But, but uh, that being said, you know, you are from Tallahassee, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, all my family was from over in the Panhandle, mm -hmm. uh, south of Tallahassee, Wilcola County. And I was born there in Tallahassee and we moved not long after I was born, but... Great. Did you go? So after you were in Tallahassee, um, your parents were uh, deciding like where they wanted to go, and they, they were looking at some other places in Florida. Correct. That's right. We traveled around a lot for Dad's work. Um, he was a funeral director from the time he's been licensed since about '91. So we traveled around working for different funeral homes. Okay. And we ended up in Jacksonville, is where we spent most of the time until we moved to Baker County. Gotcha. Yeah. And Baker County, of course, is. Uh, is home to a, they're pretty dang good. Uh, they used to have a dang good football team when I was growing up, but yeah, uh, they're competitive. They're but competitive. Uh, got some uh, growing pains, but they're competitive. And you're currently in McClenny, right? That's right. And That's right. Uh, now instead of working for any other uh, funeral homes, you guys got your own That's your right. own home. That's right. So tell me a little bit about how that started. Um, so Dad, like I said, he traveled around working. Uh, we moved a few times, and he worked for um, several independent funeral homes, and then went to work for a corporate funeral home. And mm -hmm. kind of just picked up things along the way and decided he'd implement his own plan and open his own place with things he had learned along the way. And uh, we'd been living there in McClenny for about eight years, six years at that time. Mm -hmm. And he decided we'd open up our own place there in McClenny. And that was in 2010. That's, so that's not that long ago. So you guys are, are... Yeah, relatively new. You guys are about 13 years in. But yep. but the good news is that once you get past five years, then that means you got a business that's working. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. It's, it, there's, you know... There's growing pains yeah, in the beginning. That's it. So tell me, were you in, when did you get involved in, in uh, the funeral home? That's the only thing I've ever done. I've never had another job, never worked for... You know, never had to do any fast food or anything like that. It was from the time I was about 12 years old. Uh-huh. There was something found for me to do around the funeral home, so... Um, I don't know anything different. So you 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 are it's in your blood. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say that. Okay. Absolutely. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit about like. Uh, well, first of all, uh, obviously, uh, being a funeral director has you have a you hold a, a lot of different positions. It's not just like one thing that sure. you're doing. Uh, you know, you're you're obviously having to deal with families that are mm -hmm. grieving. You're dealing with pre making preparations for the That's funeral. Right. The, the embalmment. I mean, there's there's probably about ten or fifteen there's things a lot of roles that, go that you it. guys are doing. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about like the, the funeral director yeah. position itself. I mean, there's it's a you know many hats you have to wear, mm -hmm. um, and it's the forefront is dealing with the families, 
yeah. and, and trying to put together something that best represents who's passed away as far as the service goes mm -hmm. and being understanding about, you know, who this person was and then keeping it within means of what the family wants to do. You know, mm -hmm. somebody, a lot of people don't want some big extravagant uh, service. Some people want to keep it small, small and simple mm -hmm. or a little bit more intimate. It just depends it's case by case, really. Right. And it's are the, obviously... Uh, you're dealing with a lot of, uh, pro I mean, I don't know how many cemeteries there are in the area, but there's probably... It's a lot of those old country cemeteries. That's yeah. the majority of what we deal with unless we go into Jacksonville. So how do you deal with, like, what's your interaction with the cemeteries, if if, if at all, or is that mostly the family's deal? No, we, we're pretty hands-on with the cemeteries as well. Um, I know most of the sextons over all the cemeteries there in the mm -hmm. county, and there are people that we either go to church with or we're neighbors with or we see in the store from time to time. So, I mean, pretty good relationship with everybody there that's involved. I mean, that's great. I mean, the personal relationships when it comes to these type of things are really important what because, it's all about. because the uh, families are, uh, they don't know what to do. I mean, no one knows how to deal with right. death until, until it happens. happens. That's yeah. right. That's right. And uh, I remember my mom passed away suddenly and I was like, I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to deal it's with. It's the last a lot thing of, you want to deal with. It's the last stuff you want to deal with. And, mm -hmm. and what you guys do is, is provide an incredible service because you're that's dealing with people who are vulnerable. That's right. And you're, you know, you're, making them feel safe. And that's what yeah. that's what our goal is, to provide a safe area, safe space for folks mm -hmm. in, a, like you said, a vulnerable time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, uh, that's kind of the benefit to independently owned funeral homes versus corporate owned funeral homes because, you know, there's some good and some get bad on both sides. Mm -hmm. But we're able to, you know, we don't have to answer to some board somewhere. We're independent. Right. So we, you know, we play by our own, you know. You can do, right. You guys are able to, to move as you need to move based right. upon the circumstance, mm -hmm. because right. every family has different needs or exactly. desires. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell, I mean, is there anyone else from the family uh, other than your, you and your father that are so working? My dad's been a licensed funeral director since 1991 mm -hmm. um, here in the state of Florida, and then I graduated school and working towards my license now. Mm -hmm. Graduated with my degree, just working on the license in part. Nice. So on the day-to-day -day things, you know, I'm overseeing the management part, and he's there to guide me along the way and it gives him a little bit of time off to me being there. So. Would that be a, be a licensed mortician or licensed funeral director and embalmer? Okay. So how long does that take usually to get schooling? That schooling was about two years, about 18 months. And then uh -huh. you have to do your prereqs before that, of course, like any associate's degree. Okay. And then do you have to have it take a test or? Yep. There's a state test and a national boards test. Oh, wow. So those are what I'm working for. Okay. Right so you're, you're putting in the prep time uh, yeah. to get the uh, license. Yeah. Are you, so is there, would it be you and your father be the only licensed? Um, mm -hmm. I've got, I've got some contacts. We have a couple of fellows that are partially retired that'll come in and fill in with us. And I've got a lot of part-time unlicensed staff that helps us on the day-to-day -day things like the working services and mm -hmm. visitations and that sort of thing and outreach in the community. So, well, it's, I mean, honestly, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we try not the thing about funeral homes, we try not to think about them, right? Because it's like that it, you associate it with mm -hmm. some painful time. That's right. But at the end of the day, it does provide a valuable service in terms of closure. Hopefully so. You yeah. know, and, and I can promise you that they're memorable times um, because, you you know, everyone remembers when they, where they were when that happened. That's right. Now, in, in terms of, um, you know, your uh, your family and Baker County is this, you know, tell me a little bit about the Baker County community. What, what you know, draw, drew you guys to wanting to start your funeral home in Baker County? 
Baker County is a real close-knit community. It's mm -hmm. kind of what you think of whenever you talk about a small Florida town or a small town in the south. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say there's over, I mean, it's a traditional community. There's probably over 60 or 70 churches there. I mean, everybody turns out for the football games on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the sheriff. Everybody knows the fire chief. Everybody knows those people. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's just a tight-knit community, and uh, that's it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to live. It's something that you felt, you guys felt like you, there was a, a need yep. for the funeral home uh, back in 20, 2010 when yeah. you guys opened Just an up. alternative, you know. Uh, how, now, you said there's some corporate funeral homes too that you guys uh, have to deal with. Uh, not so much in McClinic. Everybody in McClinic, there's uh, five funeral homes there in McClinic, which okay. is a lot for a small town, but yeah. it just happened to turn out that way. Um, most of your corporate funeral homes are going to be in bigger towns, so Jacksonville has corporate funeral homes and, and we do go into their cemeteries at times and have to deal with them at times so gotcha well you know obviously play by the rules you got to play by the rules right i'm same way with uh with what we have to do too um okay well i think uh we got a couple we got a, a few minutes before our first break i want to talk a little bit about the different services that you offer we touched on them a little bit Absolutely. kind of give me a rundown as to what what the funeral you know service industry what you do and with, sure. with hawk or I'm sorry, with um, Forbes uh, Funeral Homes. Yep, absolutely. Um, to me, my heart is at the traditional funeral service, which would be your traditional funeral, sit down, burial. I mean, that's that's the heart of funeral service to me, especially in the South. Mm -hmm. But we also offer cremation options, which mm -hmm. is on the rise. It's more affordable. Um, it's a little bit more, um, there's more ways that you can handle the cremation as far as your services. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, you don't necessarily have to be in a church right. or, or in a, you know, can be in a setting like this, you know. Right. I'm so sure. It could be like a memorial. Anywhere, yeah. Right. Um, and that's kind of what we're aiming towards, or what I'm trying to aim towards is being, uh, I like to say, I want to do whatever the family wants to do. Yeah. So there's no cookie cutter service to me. I want to do, if the family has a unique wish, that's what I want to do. I want to make that happen, whether that's how, you know, we've had services, we've had boat captains pass away, and we've had him. Uh, visitation in the fish house where they where they mm -hmm. dock their boats and clean their fish when they came in for the day and so whatever their wishes are that's what we want to do but right. we're servicing cremation and burial and really anything as far as memorials receptions any of that sort of thing i mean I, I, this is kind of probably an odd question you don't have to answer if you right. don't want Absolutely. to but but what do you do when you got family members fighting over what to do i mean that must that's, be something that is that's an interesting question yeah. we, that does come up and it has come up um, that's one of those things where I let them know that I'm not a family law firm. <laughs> I don't get in the middle of that. So yeah, that's basically one of those figure things. it out and let me know. Exactly. We'll do what you exactly. guys come to a consensus on. My goal at the end of the day is to make sure that the person that's passed away, that their life has been honored. That's our goal. Yeah. I'm not going to play middleman. Mm -hmm. That's one of those situations where I'll leave the room. You guys sit there and you kind of figured it out. Mm -hmm. You know, figure out what you can all agree on. And I'll come back in, and then we can make that happen. Do you have any suggestions based upon your experience and your family's experience on how families, how how the generally the pro, the best processes go in terms of how you would recommend people handling it if something happened to their have, mother, or their father? Well, I think the best and easiest way to go about that is to have that tough conversation before somebody passes away. Mm -hmm. Ask mom or dad or grandpa or grandma what their wishes are. Write it down. Mm -hmm. You know. That way, when that death happens, there's not a frantic, you know, chase. Well, I don't, you know, grandma told me this or grandma told me that. Right. Well, here it is in writing. We know exactly what our wishes are. 
we had that conversation versus the guilt that may come along with, you know, we decided to do this, but I'm afraid that's not what mama or grandma would have wanted. Right. Or, or you've got, you know, two siblings that want to do it one way and then another sibling right. that might want to go a different direction. And it causes um, strife within a family when they should be coming that's together. Right. That's the last thing you want at that time. That's yeah. the last place for that. Well, there you go. That's number one piece of advice is to make sure you uh, either get a will or figure out some type of accommodations that's, that's right. how you want to do things right. prior to passing away. Let's say in a situation where there's multiple siblings, a parent passes away, and there is no will or no declaration of how they want their the, the, them to be disposed. What would you give those kids the advice um, on how to deal with it? When I say kids, they're, you know, they could be adult sure. children. but um, Come together to make a decision that you think would honor your parents' life mm-hmm. and do something within your means. Mm-hmm. We're not salesmen, mm-hmm. at least not at our funeral home. We want to do something that allows you to carry on. You've got a lot of other bills to pay after you leave our funeral home. Mm-hmm. We want you to pick something that you can afford to do and something that you feel like honors your loved one. That's, um, that's so, cool. so whatever you're comfortable with doing is what we want to do. Well, that's exactly what people should want. You know, that's a great, and in terms of the, uh, you know, the process of getting started, is it just, does someone just call um, your funeral home? I mean, how does it start? I mean, um, it just depends on the situation. They're different. Some people pass away, you know, suddenly mm-hmm. uh, at car accident. Right. Some people die at home or in hospice, you know, under a doctor's care. So they've kind of had time to prepare. So it's a it's a call it's a case by case um, situation every time it's it's totally different. Well, we're going to go to a break in a few seconds. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about you know how people can contact you, what Absolutely. they should be, what information they should have at their mm-hmm. you know in front of them sure. when they call you, and uh, how generally the process works in terms of time and cool. things of that nature. Absolutely. So uh, let's go to uh, our first break, and we'll be back and uh, continue with. Uh, Mr. Um, Hawk Forbes. Yes, sir. All right. Wonderful. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melden Log, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to carry allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melden Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melden fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melden Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. 
But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Melden because you're going to need help and they will help you. Call Melden Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. Melvin Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody, Somebody else us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Here we go again. Okay, we are back here at Melvin Law and Friends. We've got uh, our great guest, Hawk Forbes from uh, McClenny, Baker County, Florida, and uh, he owns uh, Forbes Funeral Home. Yes, so sir. we're happy to have him here today. Uh, we are going to forgive him for being a, a Knowles fan, but we were talking at the break uh, that they are playing Duke this weekend, which is going to be a challenge, uh, despite the fact that Florida State's probably won in 95% of the games versus Duke in the past. Yeah, when was the last yeah. time you guys Bro, lost to Duke? Uh, that's hard. Might be. It, it could have happened in the last couple of years. You know, it's been a rocky road here the last it, few seasons, but we're definitely on the uphill. Well, we're, we're, we're experiencing that right now. Yeah. So it just happens. Right. Sometimes it goes up and down and up and down. The Gators are definitely better this year, I think, than, than I expected them to be at least. I think they're. Uh, we love the Gators. I'm, I'm going to hold reserve judgment until after. they got a tough schedule between yeah. Georgia, LSU, uh, Missouri, Florida State. Those are four very it's, tough games. Yeah. And then Arkansas is not a gimme either. So, no. uh, you know, we're happy with how whatever happens, happens. That's right. So uh, we've got, we were talking a little bit about the, uh, the process and what, uh, what we want to do is kind of talk a little bit about what would, you know, in a situation where you had a, a loved one pass away, you know, what do you do? Because no one really tells you that. You just kind of figure it out on your own. That's right. So, I mean, do you call the police first? Do you call your insurance company? I mean, what? Sure. what tell me generally how the process works. So typically, um, depending on where somebody would pass away, if they would be at a hospital, obviously the police wouldn't have to be involved. They're under mm -hmm. a hospital's care, under a doctor's care. So at that time, the hospital is going to ask you, you know, do you have a funeral home of choice? At which point, you know, if you were to, you know, choose us, they'd give us a call. And nine times out of ten, I would be the one to come make my way and bring your loved one into our care. Um, at that time, basically, we just get a general idea um, what kind of arrangements you're wanting, whether it be cremation or burial. Mm -hmm. um, the reason we ask that, and I hate asking it because I don't want people to think I'm already in their pockets. Right. We want to know if we're going to be embalming this person or right. if we're not, or if we're going to be going straight under refrigeration, basically, to prepare for the cremation process. Um, because time is of the essence. Exactly. Yeah. In that situation, it definitely is. And uh, it can be an awkward question because people might think, you know, asking for a certain reason. You're already getting the process started right. and they, they just Don't, are dealing right. with death. And yeah. you're not wanting to rush anybody at that point, um, for sure. Um, but we that's kind of how it starts. And then uh, we would typically set up for time to meet to make a funeral arrangements mm -hmm. after that. So you get on the phone, uh, you know, they call you mm -hmm. and it could be, I mean, I'm assuming most of the time they're not, this is not prearranged. They're just call, it's cold calling yeah. unless you know the folks. Right. Um, but still it's, you know, they're calling uh, if it's not, not expected, especially. And they say, uh, what's the next step? What do you tell them uh, other than the, the cremation versus the uh, burial? What are some of the other things that you're talking to them about? We're setting up uh, time for them to come in. We're, we're letting them know, you know, we're going to need 
information for a death certificate. We're going to need mm -hmm. to know where mom and daddy was born, what their parents' names were. Uh, there's a list of information we have to submit to the state to file for the death certificate, and that's on every case, regardless of what kind of arrangements that you uh, choose. So do you guys file for the death certificate? Yes. Okay, so the hospital doesn't deal with it. All we get from the hospital, basically, is who's the doctor that's going to be signing off on that okay. as far as a cause of death. And, and do, is there an autopsy generally done at the hospital, or does it depend? It depends on the case. So somebody who would pass under hospice, per se, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of older people, you know, Luckily, you know, they live this long life to be 90 years old and they pass the natural causes under hospice care. So they're mm -hmm. basically keeping them comfortable in those last days. There's no need for an autopsy at that point. Right. You know, we've watched this person in their last days. They're, you know, heart failure. I mean, mm -hmm. they're 90 years old. So the doctor's going to sign off on that without needing an autopsy. So the coroner would never examine that person? No. They would come straight into our care at that time. Now... What's the general time between the time of passing away to the time that it gets into your possession uh, at the funeral home? Typically pretty quick unless they're going to the medical examiner's office or somewhere like that or if they're out of town for say. Like if I'm going from a clinic, we still service a lot of families in, in Tallahassee area because my parents are from there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm driving from a clinic to Tallahassee, but it's within hours typically, mm -hmm. within 24 hours at the very most, depending you, on where they're at. And you guys the do, you know, are able to get the body where it needs to go as quickly as possible That's to make right. sure it's preserved mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. Now you, you talk, and this is a, this is interesting because I never thought about this. You talk about you don't want to rush the family into a, a uh, decision. What happens when like you, they, someone calls you, you take them in, and then later on they change their mind? Does that ever happen, or is it, it usually? It does happen um, as far as the arrangements. A lot of the times, if we can't go ahead and get, you know, if they can't make up their mind, or if they don't have money, or sure, yeah. Um, we try to work with them whatever way we can as far as finances. Okay. Um, I always say we're not a bank, but I'm going to figure out how to help you however we can. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but as far as if they're in between that decision of cremation and burial, most of the time we're just going to place their loved one under refrigeration mm -hmm. until that decision can be made. And, uh, you know, what, what's the general maximum time period you want to make that decision? Um, if, most of the time the decision is made within a day or two. You right. know, it's at least to get a game plan on what we're doing. You know? Gotcha. We don't have to rush any services, but we want to at least know what direction we're going in. So, uh, obviously, what you want to make sure is you're talking to the decision maker. Is that what you have an obligation to make sure it is the next Absolutely. Okay. If it's not the next kin, it's going to be somebody who has a legal executor of the state form. So, somebody who's been left um, with documents that name them the executive of their estate. That would overrule the next of kin, but you don't see that so much. So for the listeners out there, what is the order of the next of kin? So the next of kin would be the spouse, and then after the spouse it would be the child, and mm -hmm. then after the child it would be, a, a well, let me create that, an adult child over mm -hmm. the age of 18, and after that it would be a parent, mm -hmm. and then a sibling. Okay, well there you go. That's good information yeah. too. So. You know, a lot of this is taking care of you. Even if you don't have a will, there's some defaults you That's can right. look at. That's right. Now, what happens in a situation where there's, um, you know, issues with, like you said, there's there's got to be some decision-making that has to be done. You know, you get an elderly couple. One of them passes away. The other one's elderly as well. Is there a situation where they can sign off the power of attorney to uh, another family member to make decisions? Well, their power of attorney, yes, they they can uh, they can appoint uh, you know a child or a grandchild mm -hmm. 
to at least make their decision. They kind of a waiver of rights is what they call that. Can you help them with that, or is that something they have to do on their? We own? have those forms. Okay. Uh, at, uh, you know, we have access to those forms, and we can kind of guide them along that process. As long as basically, it's not something uh, we want everybody to come in and make. Right. Reasons. We want Grandpa there. We don't want somebody coming and saying, "Well, Grandpa told me to take care of this." Right. Well, let me talk. To you Grandpa. want Grandpa to say, "Look, I don't want to deal with this. Let my my son right. deal with and it." Right. Yeah. But I want to see Grandpa. You want to make sure yeah. you. Yeah, and that's and that's a responsible thing to do because you want to yeah. make sure you can't undo. This is exactly. a permanent process, especially cremation. Especially cremation. Yeah. Irreversible. So once you um, once you once you make a decision, let's say, okay, we're going to hire you. Uh, we want to do a burial. You know, what's the next step in terms of the paperwork that they're going to be filling we're out? We're going to take up that basic information for your death certificate. Like I said, on every case mm -hmm. that has to be done, whether or not you're going to have a service of any type. We have what we call direct cremation, just for example, where you're basically, we're going to file for a death certificate and we may or may not put together an obituary. Mm -hmm. We try to do that with everybody. That's easier for people to know. You know, so-and-so's passed away. Let's get the word out. Yeah. Um, but it can end right there at the death certificate. We can file the death certificate. The cremation process uh, can take place after we get approval, mm -hmm. and that can be that. How long does that usually take? Um, legally, in the state of Florida, once we get the information from the family to get to the doctor, uh, he legally has 72 hours, and that's got, there's some give or take in that. Well, sometimes it's quicker. Sometimes I'm, it's I'm questioning you today, Hawk. You're going to get your, uh, yeah. you know, making sure we're, we're, t we're getting you a test ready. That's right. Uh, what? So 72 hours. And we were talking a little bit about there are some insurance policies that sometimes will cover funeral costs that you need Absolutely. to be uh, aware of. And, and you guys can uh, kind of, you know, say right. if you have a, if it's an auto accident, there may be a wrongful sure. death uh, funeral sure. expense. Thing. Any, any kind of life insurance policies, we invite families to bring them in and we'd be more than happy to help them file that. Uh, we try to put as little on the family as we can. Try to take as much burden burden off their shoulders yeah. as possible. Even um, if they get the money on the back end, and they have right. to front the the the, Whatever. the money on the front on that's the front right. end, they can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And and you and you were you were talking about financing. Tell me a little bit about those options that people have if they want to call your your funeral home. As far as financing, like I said, we don't do too much financing. Mm -hmm. I like to say we're not a bank, but we like to try to find whatever option. Uh, there there's some wiggle room and things in pricing. Uh, we have you know funerals basically range. Our funeral home of standard traditional full burial starts from eight about eight thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and that would be for everything with a cemetery, uh, everything you basically need. What um, about the whole bells and whistles uh, package? Um, I mean, that's that's a pretty respectable funeral at our place. Okay, uh, like I said, I don't like to dig in people's pockets. Right, uh, we want you to be able to carry on and pay the bills you got to pay after you leave us. Unless it's J.C. Penney's uh, uh, relatives, yeah, right? Whatever, whatever, <laughs> we, whatever yeah. we need. Don't, are they from uh, that area, neck They're of the woods? From, uh, Penny Farms um, yeah. retirement, retirement community down there in Grand Coast Springs. Yeah, not it's too not far. It's not too far. About right? 35, 40 minutes. But uh, you still got to pay your mortgage bill. Yeah. The car note's still going to come the next month. And uh, once you see us, that's, you know, we may or may not see each other again. I don't want you to say, man, he really, he really yeah. stuck it to us. You want to, you want to oh. treat, you want to treat people fairly so that you right. can look them in the eye when you're going to the yeah, game the or church or the right. and you want to be able to say, you got absolutely, you did exactly, you know, you got what, what you paid for. Exactly. So that is uh, and obviously like some people, they may not have eight or $10,000 in cash. Can they use a credit card or absolutely okay. any kind of credit card check? Um, if you have your own finance, and I know there's some companies out there that will help families finance uh, you know, final yeah. expenses and that sort of thing. Um, well, and a lot of times what they're trying to do is finance it, and then they'll get the, the proceeds from the estate, sure. and they can and they right. can get it back on the back yeah. end. It just doesn't happen immediately, right. whereas the funeral has to 
you know, kind of has to be paid. It has to be done. Yeah. What's the general turnaround time in terms of services from time of uh, death? Um, traditionally, um, from the time of death to a, a traditional burial, um, or what we call just a traditional funeral casket, right. everything is normally around four to five days. Typically, it can okay. be faster than that. It can be arranged to be faster than that, and I mean, it can also be put off from time. Just the necessary steps have to be taken. And what happens? I mean, obviously, there's the procession. There's there's got to be, um, you know, the. Uh, sometimes I've seen police officers or people. That's right. that, so tell me a little bit about how that's organized. The day of the service, uh, as far as that goes, you know, whether we're leaving from the funeral home, if we're having it there in our chapel or in one of the community churches, um, you know, we set a service for this time, and then we get in touch with the sheriff's office, you know, the day or two in advance, say, hey, we're going to need a procession, mm -hmm. an escort from X church to X cemetery. And luckily there in Baker County, our sheriff's office is gracious enough to provide that at no charge. Wow. So it's kind that's of good a... For, good for that sheriff. Um, Who's the sheriff there? Sheriff Scotty Roden. All right. Sheriff Roden, you got props for that. So. Absolutely. Um, and that's just part of everybody kind of looking after each other in a small town. Yeah. You know, that's the least you can do for somebody in that time. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it prevents accidents from happening on the roadways. You know, we're leaving. We've got 30 cars with us. Yeah. Flashing lights. It can be confusing to people who aren't familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a couple of deputies blocking the intersection so we can get through without any hiccups or anything like that. Yeah. That's so, and you're responsible for getting that. Uh, we, get, we line all, all that up. And you and you and we were talking a earlier. You also do embalming uh, as well. Is that correct? Yep. All everything's in house. Yeah. My dad's our licensed funeral director right now, so he handles all of our embalming, all of that. Wow. And uh, yep, that's kind it's, of his specialty. And it's kind of like a business where you got to be ready on the on the spot. You never know when you're going to be. 7. I mean. So what happens if someone get you know calls you you know at six a.m. in the morning? Do you guys have an answering service or anyone that can? We did, we did, we did have an answering service, and I just decided that since uh, I'm going to be the one to have to spring in action, that I'm going to cut the middleman out, and I'm just going to. So well, I, heck. I have the phones twenty four seven. So there, you got the man right here. Yeah. So you, you got a twenty four seven care. That's great. Absolutely. So you if know? you call at four o'clock in the morning, you're going to talk to me. You married yet? No, not okay. Yet. When you get married, you may rethink that. But I, for now, you know you're 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 doing the right thing. I and like the uh, I like to be the point of contact because if you're going to well, deal with me, I like to be the first person you see. I like right, to be the first person. You you want to to let them know that it's your name's on the building. That's, that's it's right. your funeral home, and that you take pride in making sure that Absolutely. they're taken care of the right way. That's right. Which is how it should be, right? That's the way I feel. You know, so I feel the same way. Well. Uh, I think uh, before we uh, we end the session, I want to talk a little bit about how people can contact you if they do want to talk to you about, you know, maybe uh, getting up. I don't know. I know that you wouldn't. Would you be dealing with plots if, or would that be just a cemetery itself? I can get them in touch with whoever they want to get in touch okay. with. Okay. Well, then let's. And then, so anything you Absolutely. need with regards to planning in the future, Absolutely. you can you can call Hawk. Uh, Hawk, how do they? How do people um, contact? What's the best way to contact you? Uh, you can contact me on the phone. Uh, or swing by our office. We're there in McClenny. Uh, we're on what everybody knows as Beaver Street if you're from Jacksonville, but it's US 90. I mean, US 90 runs straight across the state. Yep. Uh, 409 West McClenny Avenue, kind of in the heart of McClenny. Mm -hmm. And I'm available on the phone. Uh, our office phone is 904-259-4600. And you'll answer that phone call. And it'll be me. All right. Well, can you repeat that number one more time? 904-259-4600, or you can reach me on my cell phone even, 904-403-3724. And what area of the state are you are you able to um, provide services? If you call me from Miami, I'll be there. All right, well, there you Doesn't go. Doesn't matter to me. Wherever, so, wherever Gainesville, Ocala, um, right. McClenny, Lake City, 
uh, you know, Wakulla, wherever wherever the right. people are calling, you can show up. Yep, I'll be there wherever, right. wherever there's a need. Well, Hawk, we appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. It was a great, great interview as always. Uh, you know, we're we're always happy to have some interesting guests. We want to thank you for your appearance. Absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll here. end this uh, episode of Melden Law and Friends.